Imagine watching an action film like The Tomorrow War in reverse. Or imagine a tree shrinking back to a seat. Or a broken cup rearranging itself into an unbroken cup. Magic isn't it? But not everything is irreversible. Imagine a car going straight. If we capture this in a film and run it in reverse, we just see the car going in reverse, no magic. There are therefore two kinds of processes we find in nature, those we can reverse, and those we cannot. Scientists usually call them reversible and irreversible respectively. Let me be more precise about what I mean by can reverse. Suppose you capture a process, say something like firing a gun, on film. Run the film backwards, from the end to the beginning. If this reversed film looks believable, then the process is reversible. If it looks like magic, then it is irreversible. Here comes a much debated problem in physics. At the atomic level, the laws of physics are time symmetric. In other words, we can reverse almost every process by reversing each participating atom. But this never happens around us. A tree cannot shrink back to a seed, an old man cannot grow young, and a broken cup cannot mend itself. Irreversible processes are everywhere. So the physicist has to explain how irreversible processes arise from time-symmetric laws. This should give you enough context for where I'm about to go next. If you're interested in reading more about this problem, I highly recommend this article in Scientific American by David Laser. I've added a link in the references below. Let me now tell you a story about Karl Popper. You often see the word falsifiable in popular articles on string theory. This idea is usually credited to Popper. He was one of the most influential philosophers of science and physics. In 1956, a short article appeared in Nature by Popper titled, The Arrow of Time. In this paper Popper attacked the fundamental belief that the laws of physics can only describe reversible processes. He provides an interesting example of an irreversible process. Suppose you drop a stone in a still pond. It generates circular ripples that move away from the source and eventually die out. Imagine capturing this on film, and run it backwards. What you'll see is a still pond which magically generates circular ripples that converge towards a single point, and out pops a stone. This might look unbelievable, but one could imagine several generators on the pond that can generate ripples. It should be possible to arrange the generators to create these magical ripples that converge to a point, and pop out a stone. There is a catch however. Popper argues that the generators must all conspire together to make these converging circular ripples. There has to be a mastermind, so to speak, sitting at the center and commanding all the generators. Say this mastermind shouts out orders, like an army general, and the generators do his bidding. But the sound that travels from the mastermind to the generators is no different from the circular ripples generated on the surface of the pond. Sound is just ripples in air, and this process is perfectly described by time-reversible laws. We've somehow come back to square one. To reverse the ripples in air, we need to set up generators in air that all conspire together, but for that we need another mastermind, and ad infinitum. Popper argues there is no way we can explain the reversed film, where a stone pops out of a still pond, without resorting to a mastermind behind the scenes commanding the generators. But this just trades water waves with sound waves. So Popper's way out of this conundrum, the belief that physics only admits reversible processes is wrong. Wrapping your head around this might be a little hard, but give it some time. One can hardly doubt the fact that Popper was a deep thinker. His 1956 paper received both criticism and support in the columns of Nature. I've added references at the end of the post if you wish to follow the story to its end. Apparently Einstein used a similar argument in a 1909 article published in Physikalische Zeitschrift. I haven't been able to find this article, and I'm not sure if there is an English translation. If I do end up finding it, that'll be for another blog post. References 1. Laser 
1975. The Arrow of Time. Scientific American, 233-6, 2. Popper, K. R., 1956. The Arrow of Time. Nature, 177 5008-538. 3. Schlegel, R., 1956. Irreversibility and Mechanics. Nature, 178-4529, 381-382. 4. Hill, E. L. and Grunboom, A. 1957. Irreversible Processes in Physical Theory. Nature, 179 1296-1297. 5. Popper, K. R. 1958. Irreversible Processes in Physical Theory. Nature, 181-4606, 402-403.